Um, start with prayer. Gracious and Heavenly Father, for this day, we give you great and humble thanks. Um, prepare us now, Lord, for your coming. Your coming not only as a, a child, but also your, your final coming, where every knee will bow and every tongue confess. You as our Lord, be with us now the next several minutes as we consider uh, your work in each one, as, each one of our lives. Uh, as we read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest your word, that, that word, living and active, um, dividing uh, soul um, from, from flesh, would clarify for us who we are. Um, be with us now. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on in. Um, everybody has a handout, I hope, um, of a list of, of several scriptures. Um, just as a way of setting up the class, I'm going to be very much sort of, as I was joking earlier to date, kind of the Donahue role here as the moderator of the class. Um, this is probably a man who doesn't need an introduction to most of us, especially Amy. Uh, David Tanner, longtime Adventer, good friend of many of us, um, which may not be known, is um, uh, that David, in the last couple of years, and he's going to tell his story in just a minute, I'm going to hand him the microphone, has uh, had a very prodigious output of art. All of what we see behind us are David's paintings as he's been seized in a certain and particular way by the by the Holy Spirit of God uh, to express, and hence the somewhat oblique title of the class, express through canvas and oil um, God's work on him. So this is a... Uh, this is about as an unusual of a Sunday school class as I think we plan here um, uh, for lots of reasons because it is so visually driven. That's not quite so unusual. It's, it's visually driven but not simply by computer. Maybe that's unusual. Um, show a lot of art uh, in, uh, in terms of images and movie clips and all that. But what makes this unusual, um, I think David and I really mean this, I'm not lecturing at all. I might set up a few softballs on a tee and let him hit them. He's going to speak in a few moments just kind of about his uh, kind of what led him to, to paint. Uh, but it's very much, and David, chime in anywhere you want, very much an interactive class. That would involve y'all, um, in case you didn't know what that meant. Thank you for laughing. Um, uh, questions, comments, I think, David, I feel free to speak for you. Probably would enjoy being interrupted and having comments. Um, uh, stop, ask questions about the paintings. We'll go through most of the paintings, all of which have their scripture references here. Um, I don't think there's anything else I really need to say, uh, except David, I've, uh, uh, I learned probably only about a year ago um, that you were a painter, maybe no longer than that, so when you sent me that image after one of my talks, and I thought, I, I, I gave a talk once, uh, a men's ministry talk, and David sent me, uh, let me preface this, this is intended to be a compliment to David, and I'm not sure it's going to come out that way, so I'm on, I'm on record for that. He sent me an image after I gave a men's ministry talk. Uh, and I was taken by it. It was expansive, it was broad, it was colorful, it was, it was abstract, all the things that I really sort of like in terms of my, my temperament and all that. I had no idea David painted it. I thought this was just a piece in sort of the modern repertoire that I was just ignorant of and didn't know. And about two weeks later, I found out he painted it. And I was just like, I was just, wow. I mean, I was just stunned. Um, uh, came to find his story later, that it wasn't the only painting that he painted, as Debbie knows. Um, he painted quite a few of them uh, uh, with a unique style and I think um, something very gripping. So let me just stop this and hand you this, uh, take it for the rest of the hour. Um, Lord, well, sir, I'll interrupt as I need to. I guess I'll get quickly into how this happened, I guess you'd say. Uh, 
and then we can go wherever you want to go. But uh, for about a year, I was walking in the library past this book, or the bookstore rather, by Bonhoeffer. And for about a year, I walked past it and procrastinated reading it because it's so thick. <laughs> and uh, finally, Lent before last, I said, well, I'll give up procrastinating for Lent, and I'll read this book during the 40 days of Lent. And I bought the book and read it in three days before Lent even started. So, uh, But I really would recommend this book to everybody because it really does uh, describe how someone can seek the will of God, try and discern the will of God in someone's life, and uh, commit themselves to humbling yourself to the will of God. And so I started praying that, uh, you know, God would use me in some way. I've been praying for many years uh, when I wake up that today, you know, use me however you want. And uh, I'm good with that. And uh, But I was praying, you know, give me something over Lynn. I've read this book. What should I do? And I got the word, go paint. And I hadn't painted in... 37 years at all and uh, but I immediately remembered that I'd given Emily 18 feet of canvas uh, and she had just left it in the, <laughs> in the closet so I went home immediately cut it into three pieces and stretched it and uh, the first painting I did that day was uh, what I call bone of my bone flesh of my flesh the creation of Adam or Eve from Adam which is this painting that's I guess five and a half feet of the 18 feet and just started painting and it took me about three or four hours to paint that and uh, I moved on to the next canvas and the next that day and I painted uh, 150 paintings in the next 15 months so about 10 a month in my spare time this was, I guess, where I wanted to start. This is creation, but it took me a month or two to kind of get in my mind because, as I say, I, I'm not a really a, you know, I mean, I'd painted before in college, but I'm not a, a trained professional artist, and so to start doing representational uh, painting was took me a while. But I started, you know, basically looking through art history books and. Copy, cop, trying to copy some of the masters just to kind of learn how to paint. But uh, basically, as Gil said, I just would go to a Bible study or the dean's class or hear a sermon or Alan Ross and, uh, you know, pray that the Lord would give me something to paint. And I'd go right home after the class and paint it and uh, two or three hours later. And that's what I did after one of Gil's classes. Uh, this one in the corner, uh, the line laying with a lamb, and, uh, was after one of Gill's classes. Are you, you know, men's class? Are you a lion or are you a lamb? And uh, I, you know, referred to Isaiah's passage there, 65:25. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together, and the lamb, lion shall eat straw like an ox, and the dust shall be the serpent's food. Referring back to Genesis 3. They shall not hurt in any hurt in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. So, looking toward to as we heard today, the second coming, 
where all things will be made new and there will be no more tears and the lion will lay with the lamb. Um, kind of jumping around or if anybody uh, is struck with anything. But I pretty much David, move. Can, can I jump in? Sure. Like going back to your first ones and where it began. Slow down your story. Like, how did it start? Because I, I'm, I can't write my. Well, is uh. Home and you just pick up a paint and it's just empty canvas that Emily didn't use. What, what did you do? What happened? I just, I guess you would say, was uh, captured and and driven and. Uh, it's not to say I didn't. Once I started doing it, enjoy it, but I was pretty compelled as my wife might allude to or uh, I was painting in a room that was basically four by six feet a little sort of closet and in a little sort of guest house above a garage and you know within a month it was kind of like the hoarder show because there were you know within a couple few months 50 paintings hanging from ceiling stacked against the wall and kind of crowd me in but it felt good I guess you'd say, to, as you say in the title, be wrapped by the Word of God, and uh, and to, it was very. I guess you'd say I felt protected for my own devices. I, the past six months, I haven't painted, not because I hadn't wanted to, but because we're remodeling and renovating. And in that six months of not painting, I I feel very attacked. Very, uh, you know, my I guess my most obvious thing is anger, and I'm more angry now than I was during this period. My wife can attest to that, and so can my employees. But uh, just felt totally, uh, well, I guess, you know, a certain amount of submissive. I'm not a very submissive person. Uh, going back to doing and seeking the will of God in my life, I I hope that this can glorify God. I hope that this... I would like it to be an encouragement to people who have procrastinated. You know, I'm gonna, you know, start running, or I'm gonna, you know, start painting, or I'm gonna uh, do whatever something you might have put off for 10, 20 years that you wished you'd done, but you just every day set it aside and don't do it. And this was something, to some degree, I had always kind of wanted to have a studio and start painting, but for 37 years I didn't do anything, and just like that. I was in full mode painting, uh, and they don't take but a couple hours uh, to do, and so it's easy for me. That was one thing Todd Lipscomb told me is the use of our time and how much time we waste. I think if you analyze your daily activities, you find out even it, when you think you're working, you're wasting a lot of time, and that all the good you do is... Uh, for the most part, by God. Yes, Victor? David, I'm curious. You said you painted back in college. Is this a style that you painted in? Well, uh, some, but, I, you know, just like anybody, you know, paint stuff or whatever. But to some degree, the, the ribbons you see and the uh, kind of undulation of light and dark is uh, a style of, called abstract spiritualism that a friend of my father's coined in the 50s. And... Uh, 
I guess you'd say that's why I started painting in college is because one of my friend's father was a professional painting and I thought it was cool, you know, so I kind of, plus there were pretty girls and naked girls you could paint, so, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just in college, you know, as everybody probably remembers, you weren't doing anything with a purpose, or at least I wasn't. Some people were doctors or lawyers, but I was just having fun. Um, yes. So you've been inspired, uh, maybe by your heart and spirit, to do these. Has anybody asked you to paint something for them? And what's the difficulty? Uh, yeah, a few people have, and and I, uh, I guess you'd say I want to paint what I'm. I guess you naturally inclined to do, and I don't want to necessarily paint. Uh, by direction, I, I've tried to do that, and uh, but I guess part of it's not being professional. You know, it's gonna maybe in five years I'll be more capable of grappling. I've you know done a wide variety, you know, portraits and uh, flowers or whatever, and some, a lot of people paint some angels, and I, you know, maybe next week you'll see some angels or so. But this is kind of an Old Testament side of my work. Next week I'll do some New Testament, but I really think. That uh, that you really I've I've really been pleased with the Advent in the past five to ten years, really digging into the Old Testament and uh, the prophetic nature of the Old Testament that it, that God's redemption started as soon as they sinned. He, you know, God made a sacrifice as soon as they sinned. They he, they didn't necessarily die in their die that day. That God made a sacrifice and clothed them with an animal and. But for every sin, there has to be uh, a sacrifice, and God made that sacrifice that day. And uh, you know, the seed in the, of the woman and the seed of the serpent contended throughout the Old Testament and through the New Testament. And as we all experience day by day, we're still dealing with the seed of the serpent. And uh, as, as Frank said today, <laughs> you know, you better get in the ark. Uh, Yes. Uh, do you have a vision of painting before you do it? Or to some degree, uh, sometimes, you know, I'll, either through reading, uh, but it's pretty much in response to what I've heard that day, either in my own study. You know, I do seek through, search through the scriptures to find inspiration. It's hard, a lot of images to uh, not do it in a realistic manner, but more, I guess you'd say, in my style, you know, the Job uh, there is somewhat, I guess you'd say, realistic. Um, but I'm more of a just a big sweeper. But Gil's class was uh, on navel gazing, and so do you, you know. Uh, but I think navel gazing is a very psychological thing, and so for me it was very easy to go abstract, but a turning in and uh, on oneself, and how I guess you'd say destructive that is. Uh, but uh, so once you get into the painting, I go does that paint. Direct you, the fact that you're into the painting, as to how it's going to. Well, I might uh, sit down sometimes, and and I guess you'd say try and do, develop a composition. Right. Uh, but again, that's part of learning how to paint. Um, uh, most of it, I guess you'd say, is uh, theological, philosophical, or just inner turmoil, 
in my interpretation. Um, um, yes. Sure. Uh, well, I'll start up. This is Paul Zoll's favorite. Um, and I, this is Bathsheba. Uh, yeah, guess which this one is. But uh, again, and I guess somewhat, I don't know if you say confessional, but you know, most men are interested in women in the flesh. And so that was David's downfall in this situation is uh, just uh, taking a stroll on the roof uh, in the afternoon happened on seeing something I guess you'd say he shouldn't have seen and was uh, in the seat of the serpent had him by the tail and, and that was the beginning of a very sad and tortured story for David but this is I guess you'd say a voluptuous woman an, an enticing woman that that uh, tugs at the lustful nature of men and so that was kind of where I was coming from in my I guess you'd say uh uh, my own struggle with that aspect of a, a fallen person, fallen man. Uh, but then again, it's uh, Bathsheba bathing. Uh, you know, so you can dig as deep as you want, but that's kind of where I was coming from, the, the fallen nature of every man in relation to woman. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess even back to uh, Adam and Eve, uh, Adam shouldn't have left her alone it's in the Middle Eastern culture. You would never let a woman alone to speak with whatever she was speaking to the serpent. But then to just nonchalantly take the apple, which he clearly knew. But uh, And I think that, again, men are, uh, I guess you'd say, as being the leader of the house, we shirk that responsibility as Adam did, and we just uh, go along to get along. And I spoke about this. This one, this small one here, is the parting of the waters. Uh, you know, in Scripture, it's you know, God's breathes through His nostrils. But I guess this is kind of a combination of the light and Moses' staff parting the water, the darkness and the light beginning to uh, enter into Israel's world. Was uh, sorry. Uh, you know, they were in kind of a, a, a dichotomy of where exaltation, but here comes the darkness pursuing them again. And so, uh, but the light uh, is setting them free and, and leading and sh- shining the, the path that they should take to uh, uh, escape annihilation and uh, just the, the prote- protective nature of light uh, and God's word. Uh, this is. Uh, Do you want some interruptions? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's one of the ones the last couple of weeks we got together the first time and I saw it. It was stuck in the most abstract representative pieces and just the whole sense of division. Right. Hebrews 4, the sword coming through, um, the Word of God living in active. Soul, spirit, and just the division. Right. Even yeah. Scripture, you know, dividing a household. D- yeah. Division and dichotomy. That yeah. existence we live between light and the dark is a, I guess, something I dwell in and, and grapple with of, of how to 
live in this world of flesh seeking the kingdom, but the realization that uh, that my sin is ever before me, but that uh, that that light is showing the way, and that uh, it's a, I guess you'd say a straight and somewhat narrow path in this situation. Yeah, but, but, but the boundaries are so fluid. And right. That uh, and again, the 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 light and the dark is kind of where we find ourselves as Israel found themselves and Judges and Joshua that just undulate from sin and seeking God, falling back into sin and seeking God, that we all uh, might have a high moment, baptism, marriage, or just a good sermon, and no sooner we're out the dark door and we're, you know, cussing that customer that's, you know, giving us a hard time, or, you know, the kids start screaming in the back seat, and, you know, you're just taken totally out of, uh, I guess you'd say, that uh, blessed moment into a moment of uh, our fleshly nature. and uh, So would you say you, you paint because you were given something and you knew it and you wanted to express it, or you paint in order to know something? Both. Both. I'm, uh, you know, it's... Um, there is that aspect of uh, being driven, but also seeking... And so uh, I, I wait a lot, just, I guess, you know, but then last Christmas was probably the first time any, the public, I guess you'd say, saw these because of some parties we had at our house. You know, I started getting writer's block and started being a little prideful or people would compliment me. And, and so my own ego and pride started stifling that creative aspect of, listening to men instead of God, I guess you'd say. And uh, so I struggled for a couple months uh, last year uh, just with, uh, and yeah, and kind of writer's block, what, you know, what I, you know, because I, I guess you'd say I uh, am still learning how to paint, and so it's easier just to <laughs> swing paint instead of do something that tedious, I guess you'd say, you know, to paint good, you have to slow down, and I'm too impatient, I guess you'd say. But, uh, yes? Did you mention the Well, I think we all, uh, you know, Job was, uh, you know, it's again, uh, you know, the devil comes before God, and... Uh, God almost in a game with the devil, which I think he continues to play throughout history and especially on the cross where the devil thinks he's winning. But that that idea of uh, uh, a righteous and blameless man is stricken and that whole question, why do bad things happen to good people that we all kind of struggle with or why do good things happen to bad people? But uh, just the... Uh, idea of struggling with uh, pain, suffering, loss that we all do, and in Job's case it was just heaped on uh, to a point that we can't imagine what, you know, boils in your mouth. I mean, I've had an ulcer in my mouth, I guess, which might... But uh, And as I painted him, it was very cathartic and, and relaxing to just keep painting boils. I could have painted boils all day. Uh, but... Uh, I love to do that too. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
uh, you know, it's kind of like digging ditches. You just keep, you know, just mindless in a sense. But uh, and you couldn't put too many bulls on him in a sense too, because you know what I can do to flesh God can I, he can do better than I can do every day. But and then the the next verse again the 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 craftiness of Satan. He leaves a wife that her remark is curse God and die. You know. <laughs> What a you know your helpmate uh, that Satan leaves with you is telling you to curse God and die. So that again, that um, totally alone, totally suffering, uh, calling out, and not getting you know he never really gets the answers he pleads for, but at least he is pleading to the Lord and angering with the Lord, whereas his three friends are given, as Frank says, worldly wise man wisdom. A lot of it's good wisdom, but they're not doing it in the name of the Lord. Uh, they're just uh, in their own strength trying to give him advice where there is no advice or comfort except from the Lord. Uh, we can we can try our best to, you know, when Cameron's you know son died and you, you go embrace Cameron, what can you say? Uh, you know, all I can pray is protection from the, the evil one that's going to be curse God and die, you know, that, that, that keeps whispering that in our ears as opposed to, uh, you know, clinging to his right, you know, to the only one that can save. Futility is the word. Yeah, that, uh, that whole idea of seeking God's will in and of itself is futile. That it's It's all God's work. Yeah, as I was expressing to Gil, we're all kind of semi-plagian. Surely I got to do something here. I got, and you know, and there's a part of that in this that I've got to paint and uh, to help glorify God. Well, that's silly, but I think in my heart of hearts, there's somebody in here that's struggling as God, as as Frank ends his prayers, that that is doubting and struggling and uh, needs something. That hopefully this would be a seed in some off the wall way to return them uh, to the path that, that God would call them to. I, I, as I said before, I hope it's encouragement. As, as Paul's all collect, he read before each of his Sunday school classes to read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest uh, is something that, you know, has been very helpful to me in my study to really word by word, underline, and uh, come back again and, and you underline different things you did before, but really to uh, try and hear God's word and, you know, in this way I'm trying to express it in the only way I know how to, but within uh, Frank's verses, he says before all of his is, if we claim we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, you know, Paul was an intellectual, and that helped me in the early, because I came to Christ maybe 11 years ago. And that was very helpful for me to, in study and reading all these people that Paul would throw out and try and understand what the Christian faith was. But then as Frank got in, you know, to better understand how sinful I am and uh, that, that 
Christ is the only one, you know, I can't save myself through painting, but I hope I can uh, glorify God in some way and uh, that these strike somebody in a personal way to uh, say, I'm going to take up roller skating, you know. <laughs> I've always, you know, whatever. I mean, that sounds trivial, but we all put off things or I'm going to, you know, start running tomorrow or, or losing weight. And we put off, we put off. But I think submitting to a, a higher authority in our lives, uh, he'll guide us and direct us. You know, the Holy Spirit's going to teach me how to pray. I can't pray. I, I'm trying to listen more now than ask because I ask in my flesh even if it's just save someone's illness that uh, that I'm almost being selfish and so I you know do seek God's will in my prayers but anyway I'm um, happy to ask to go through each one I had two questions one is um, if you don't mind me asking what do you do with the pile them up no. <laughs> well, um, I guess I'm, I'm not inclined to I guess I don't and, I, and that's, you know, my own failing to not, I don't want to say promote my art, but I, I was asked to uh, present some of these to Bessemer Academy about six months ago to 6th through 12th graders in the gym. You know, uh, I wouldn't have never imagined as a teenager that I would be uh, showing religious art to a, a, a school in a gym, you know, on Christian Appreciation Week. Uh, and then later, uh, Todd Lipscomb asked me to show him to his uh, uh, statesman class, which they're 75 to 85 years old. But at any rate, I do, uh, I should, and I need to, I guess you'd say, be more uh, upfront, or I don't know how to promote. I'm not, a, you know, I don't see myself sitting in uh, Lynn Park. Uh, but at the same time I probably ought to go sit in, in Lynn Park and uh, uh, rock people's world I guess you'd say because I do feel that, that Christianity is under assault and that, that I need to you know pick up my sword which is these paintings I guess and, and go battle uh, City Hall or the, you know the world of the flesh and the devil I guess uh, so I, you know, I do need encouragement to do it. yes ma'am I just want to make a real quick comment, and I, we'll get back to your questions. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what, and I don't I mean this as a compliment, but I, but I know, I was kind of, I was thrilled when he started back with all this painting. didn't realize it was going to go to the extent that it has, but I've been impressed that he stays so true to the gospel and to what he thinks, but when he first started, I was kind of picking out all the Madonnas and children, I mean, all the, I mean, all the beautiful sunsets and the, you know, the angels on Pretty the good. boats and just all the things that kind of appealed to me. And I was like, oh, I'll put this, you know, this place with this, I can deal with this. And then he, you know, then he was kind of, I was digging through and I'm like, here's John's head, severed head on a platter. <laughs> and he's like, let's put this in the guest room. I'm like, so <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I think he's kind of brought, I mean, the ones he brought today I really haven't even, but he's got, it, I, I guess I've been so overwhelmed by the volume of his work, and I keep, I'm one of the ones that keep saying, well, do so-and-so like this, or like this, because he'll do things that I think are so fabulous, and I love them, and then he'll do something that's just totally shocking, and I'm like, wait, where did that come from? 
know, but it's all, but when I look at it, I'm realizing, I mean, they're all stories from the Bible, and they're all totally inspired, and so I'm just like, wow, I didn't think about it that way. I had just a, a couple of things that just, um, I was thinking about how images, I mean, we all have images in our minds, and to me, art helps to shape some of those images that we have. You know, our culture has so many different ones, and these are, you know, on the other side, bring in, you know, what <laughs> truth of the stories that, and I thought, we're looking at all of these, but I just wonder if there's, you know, we've got the benefit of seeing the connections to Scripture. Well, um, the eye and seeing and seeing and taking the apple, you know, because we see things, a beautiful woman, we see something that is beautiful and and desirable or uh, you know or even just the image of something that isn't but our and usually it's I see and I take Mm -hmm. you know David saw and he took she saw and she took Um, and so uh, that idea of in our flesh we see things and we take them Uh, you know whether it's something as pathetic as shoplifting, which I'll confess as a teenager, I love to shoplift. It's, you know, it's, it's competi- it was competitive, you know. And, uh, sorry, Mom. Uh, but uh, we're all inclined to see and take, and uh, that is part of, not just, as you say, just aesthetically looking at things, that we, but that that's also, uh, well, sin is in everything we do, even the good works that we do. We we fall right into when I great guy to go help those people. Or yes, oh. I thought you were raising your hand. David, what I was hitting over there, can you uncover it for us? Oh, uh, well, that's another saw and take. That's uh, Moses in the bulrush, and uh, I'll read the scripture. Um, now the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river and her young women walked beside the river she saw the basket among the reeds and sent her servant woman and she took it again um, you know she wanted a baby and uh, she it was even uh, would even take a Jewish baby you know an Israelite baby just to have a baby, you know. You hear these horror stories of, well, Solomon. You know, two women. One's baby died at night. She she saw a replacement and she took it. Uh, so again, that idea of uh, seeing and taking, but always God's in there, and God only has us sinful people to work with, and He He. Uh, uh, Keeps guiding his plan into uh, uh, fulfillment. Um, this is Moses and the law. Then uh, Moses turned and went down the mountain, went down from the mountain with the two tablets of testimony in his hands. Well, uh, I guess you'd say those or more a scroll than a tablet, but the the idea here is, you know, he's coming down from the mountain, and, and what is the first thing he sees is, uh, you know, Aaron's fashioned a golden 
calf to, for them to worship. And when I was painting it, this right side where it drops, I dropped the paintbrush and it kind of kinked that uh, side. And I thought, well, that's that's what's happened. It, as soon as we touch God's good and holy law, we break it. Uh, that in our hands, uh, whatever good there is in the law, we break it, corrupt it, use it as a hammer. Uh, and so, uh, and then, and just in painting it, I, you know, in my own raw shark, look, studying, you know, started to see the Pieta that 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 God sent His only Son. And as soon as we touched him, we broke him. And, and that idea of the kind of wilting Jesus in Mary's arms, it's in a sculpture in St. Peter's, but there the law in Moses' hand likewise is just wilting and um, uh, falling under our sin. Yes? You showed us the first painting you did. Which one was your last one in this room? I don't know. Uh, Probably uh, this one over here, which is you know the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot's wife turning to salt, and uh, that idea of looking back at your past life, or uh, in this I guess you'd say uh, even though they were almost fearful in living in Sodom. They weren't leaving. In fact, the angels essentially had to drag them kicking and screaming out of Sodom, even as they're trying to beat down their doors and rape the angels. It's, it's, but you got to be kidding. We got to leave. You know, why wouldn't you leave? They're getting ready to assault you. But uh, again, Lot's wife, kind of that hearkening back to, I guess you'd say we all think the good old days. Well, I guess. My mother would tell us that her days weren't any better than our days. Uh, we think that you know things are going to hell in a handbasket. Well, they've always been going to hell in a handbasket, and uh, we always look back sometimes with uh, regret uh, of our past, or or maybe those were the glory days, and now I'm getting older and I've got to settle into this new mode of uh, not chasing whatever we chase in our 40s and. 30s and 40s, but uh, I mean, career, not women, <laughs> or women in career, whatever. But we, but those phases in life where we look at something as surely it was better then, or sometimes we look forward and, and hope, and, and hopefully, and hope that uh, and trust in God, God's promises to us, because that's that's. Uh, you know, when he promised that the heel would crush the head of the serpent, that was the that was the beginning of his promises to us. That uh, and he hadn't let us down yet. One or two uh, more questions. I have a couple of the rest. Yes. Do you start with a sketch or do you start with the paint? Mostly start painting. I'm too impatient to start, but if some I have again. Uh, Say maybe something like where I'm trying to just fit what I want to fit into the painting. But for the most part, I just start painting. And sometimes I don't know what I'm painting. I've, you know, just in frustration, I just grab it and just start painting. And again, kind of a Rorschach type of thing. I start seeing things develop and just start going with it. So 
Um, but it, probably three-fourths of the time or 80% of the time I have an idea. I've just come from a Bible study and I go, that's it. Um, and but are they done in oil? Or really? It's all oil. Uh, I guess the most rewarding thing that's happened was last Lent, Fitzsim and Allison was preaching on the uh, Hurricane Hugo and he and his wife having to clean up the mud and gunk in, in their house and the image he said of you know his wife who usually wears lacy high collars down in the grime and wringing out the mop of all the slime that they had because they had three feet of mud in their house to start with and and I heard his sermon at, at uh, lunch at Lent went right home painting a picture of Jesus wringing out blood in a mop into a bucket and came back Oh, it was Monday, Thursday, came back to the 5 o'clock service from sitting there, and he came and sat next to me. And I pulled out my iPhone and clicked and showed him a picture, and he you know, starts crying. That, uh, And so it, it was just kind of I, you know, magical, spiritual, whatever, that, that I was able to uh, show my uh, how I was affected by his sermon but also, I guess you'd say, giving him a gift that someone heard his sermon. That uh, I guess you know, Andrew might, uh, you know, he probably looks out into the crowd and there are people asleep, or there are people <laughs> shaking their head, shaking their head, or and I'll, I'll walk out thinking, boy, that was good, and the person behind me is going, that's the worst sermon I've ever heard, and you're going like, what? And so, uh, how you know, we hear things. Uh, is affected by, you know, the whole gamut. But uh, then the next week uh, we might hear, finally hear what we need to hear. But uh, most of the time we're daydreaming asleep and sorry, not listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, wanted to say how much I appreciate the exercise and the discipline of that kind of meditation. I think we all can benefit. Well, it's been very uh, uh, good for me, both in study, read Mark, learn, and inwardly digest it, but also uh, to keep myself out of trouble. Well, as I say, I would hope it would be an encouragement to whatever you've been procrastinating or or just know you need to be doing. Uh, but again, it's, it's Christ that's leading us through the Holy Spirit and, and, and just that idea of submission, which we're so reluctant to do in any regard, but to to stop and listen and... and, and uh, in our flesh however we can to, to submit and to humble ourselves to his word well thank you uh, next week's the new testament and new paintings and uh, thank you thank you David Would you mind dear heavenly father I give thanks for this time of sharing and uh, looking at your word and how it can manifest itself in our lives I pray lord that this would be a time of encouragement as we inner advent that it would be a time of new beginnings and uh, optimism and uh, 
always seeking your word in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.